Big news, friends. Mega has a live show, which we will also live stream. It's going to be at the Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles Saturday, March 16th, and it's a 4 p.m. matinee. We're going to have a lot of amazing guests, so get your tickets now by heading to our website, megathepodcast.com. And if you're a Patreon member, you get a discount. So join us live or virtually on March 16th and get your tickets now. You know the unmistakable sound of opening your freezer door? That little kiss? Well, my freezer makes that kissing noise and I kiss it right back because it's filled with butcher box cuts that have made my life way more convenient. Delivered right to our doorstep, free shipping, always, and curated customized box plans. It saves me money and trips to the grocery store and I can meal plan for weeks at a time and I got leftovers to boot. Eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering mega listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential. That's three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free, that's free, in every order for a whole year. That's a whole year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Get a kiss from your freezer and your family and sign up today at butcherbox.com mega and use code mega to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Thanks, ButcherBox. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. We are here. I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every single week we give our mega church a tiny family feel. We introduce you to members of our church staff, people from our community. It's a treat and a treasure. And per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Haas. Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Let us bling, Hallie. How are you? <laughs> awesome. So good. So blessed. How are your kids in Climax, Gray? Oh, they are doing great. I spent my whole weekend just building a lot of relational equity with them. That is awesome. And relational equity, by that you mean... I don't know. I'm pretty sure I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah, I don't need... Okay. Um, well, I just... Um, I'm praising him, Gray. I'm praising him because our shiny new Christian Supreme Court delivered three big wins in just three days this week. It just feels like all we do is win. Oh, it feels so good to finally win. And three big win, win, win. I mean, we won another great gun thing. Okay. We won abortion. Okay. And we won prayer on the 50-yard line. And, oh. you know, we're about to win no gay marriage and no gay sex and a bunch of other stuff. Oh, really? I hadn't heard of that. Yeah, you have to look it up. But, you know, white evangelical have been gunning for this for decades oh, you know? I know i do wonder though now that we've got the thing that we've been fighting for like what are we going to unite against as a common enemy you know we're so good at being against stuff like right. what are we going to do with ourselves <laughs> well you know i just i just think there's probably a lot of stuff out there that we we are against that's true you know voting right bathrooms 
Yeah, totally. Books? Definitely. Drag queens, vaccines, oh, yeah. yep. the free press. Huh. That is right. I'm Look thinking, you know, twerking mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, trap music. True, true. Right. I'm thinking CRT. I'm thinking mm-hmm. BLM, uh-huh. CNN. Yeah. Uh, MSN. Totally. Uh, MSG. Yeah. GNC. Well, no, I mean, that is where I get my creatine, Hallie. So uh, I didn't know we were against that. Birth control. Uh, yes, definitely. Public health. Yep. Public schools. Yep. Public libraries. Yeah. Oh, really? Are we against those? Oh, uh, well, you know, because they're felt that it's the homeless. Oh, it's right. Just, yeah. It's getting stinky. Yeah, there. definitely. You know, cheeky bikini bottoms. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Yep. Religious trauma. Yep. Deconstruction. Woke stuff. Yep. The radical left. Yep. Science. Uh, Sasha and Malia, they're old now. Fair game. That's right. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Uh, Hallie, you're forgetting the most important one. Oh, Satan. No, pronouns. Oh, yeah. We are totally going to stop pronouns. And then we're going to go after adverbs. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis, and at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, you will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the megaverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. <laughs> From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, you get a belly full of laughs and a head full of real information. Our gallimaufry of expert guests answer questions on stuff adults need to know. I have mold in my dwelling. What do I do? What's gerrymandering? What happens chemically when I fall in love? How do I handle a parent-teacher conference? What are microbes? Listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Solve problems, get laughs. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis. And at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, You will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the megaverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. (laughs) From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, 
Just like Jesus picked his 12 most important people to follow him, our guest today caters to the very important Christ followers in our community. It is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Raleigh Cheer. Welcome to the program. Oh, blessings, blessings, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, to be asked to be a guest here is such uh, an incredible honor. Uh, you know, I spend a lot of my time uh, behind the people who are behind the microphone. So uh, to be in front of well, I guess I still am behind the microphone, but one row closer to it. So I, you know, I am familiar with it, but I'm just proximity-wise, I am closer. This is a this is a real thrill. <laughs> oh, it, well, it's so nice to have you, Raleigh. And I first wanted to ask, tell us a little bit about this new VIP program we have here at Twin Hills, because I think this is something that a lot of churches are going to start copying once they they find out both what you're doing and the type of people that you're bringing in every single weekend. Most uh, places of worship, you know, cater to this idea that everyone is equal in the eyes of the Lord. And I, I said to myself, well, that just simply isn't true. Because if you look at the Bible, uh, the Lord is always picking a person, uh, whether it be Noah, whether it be his uh, 12 apostles, you know, he's always getting in the mix and saying, yeah, I, I like you come over here, you know, highlighting people in, in a way. And, 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 uh, and sure, he's going to talk to the masses, but he's got his crew. And what we're trying to do here is create that uh, for Twin Hills. You know, who are the inner, inner circle? We call it the chips. It's a kind of a VIP program, but these are Christ's most important people. Uh, oh, you that. know, uh, you know, it sound better than uh, Kips or Chit. You know, we, we added the H, you know, even though Christ is one word, we just, we took it together. It just, it just rolled off the tongue a little bit better. But yeah, these are Christ's most important people. And we create a luxury experience because as you know, uh, Indianapolis is is a home. It's a second Hollywood. I mean, whether you're talking about Joyce DeWitt or Brendan Fraser or Vivica A. Fox, uh, Steve McQueen, you know, wow. these are all the big uh, Indianapolis celebrities. And we want to make sure that when they come home, they have a rightful seat at the table. And, you know, uh, you know, we want them to be as close to the Lord as possible. Well, I That's was impressed awesome. because just this weekend and I saw him pull up in that jag was John Cougar Mellencamp. Yes. And mm -hmm. I was like, I saw you right out there, curbside. And I don't mean to correct topic. you. I don't mean to correct you. Okay. He just goes by Mel. He just goes by John Mellencamp. Now, uh, Cougar oh, uh, is, uh, Cougar. you know, I, 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 yeah, he did lose the Cougar. And I, I just say that, um, you know, I, I because it's important to respect these people. You know, uh, the Cougar represents a different John. And uh, I just don't, you know, the, the music that John Cougar and then John Cougar Mellencamp made is very different than the music that John Mellencamp made. Oh, uh, it's almost three distinct personalities. Uh, yeah. Each one of them uh, amazing. I will say the John Cougar one is the one that I have the, the hardest trouble uh, swallowing. But I, I like the new the John Mellencamp is where I'm at. Okay. I wonder if that's because he's dating uh, Megs Ryan. Maybe she mm. didn't like the cougar thing. Maybe she... I know. A cougar doesn't like the cougar, right? <laughs> right. Well, you know, I think I think the thing is this, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm not one to know much about the animal kingdom, but I do know that uh, if you have a name like cougar, uh, you know, it is something that uh, maybe sets a fear in a relationship uh, that maybe yeah. you would devour the other person or, yep. or something. I, I think you want to have a, a, yeah. a low-maintenance animal. It's a great single name yeah. to have. But once you're, yeah. you're in a relationship, you want to drop that cougar. You know, especially, um, you know, if you're getting in bed with the person. I mean, even mm -hmm. those guys in Las Vegas, one of those white lions bit his head off and they were best uh, friends. Oh, my gosh. You know, I, I'll tell you, I, I was lucky enough, um, blessed enough to be at that show oh, really? uh, where that accident happened. Yeah. And I, oh, I was yeah. one of those, I, you know, I, I talk about it often um, because it truly was, um, you know, a one of a kind experience. And now I, I granted oh, a very violent 
act, but uh, to see the majesty of that animal uh, do that to a human being was, uh, I have to say, I, I, you know, I, I, it soiled me on seeing a lot of other live stage shows because I just can't uh, imagine it would live up to that. And I know that's well, not sure. what they didn't want us to see, but uh, what better way to see the power? I mean, we, we hope to see the power of the Lord. And I said, we saw the power of that animal. And, you know, normally there's they're doing everything that the people say, but not that night, not that night. <laughs> and I remember you mentioning this to me. So is that the show you were speaking of when you actually, that, that was the night that you accepted Jesus Christ, I think you mentioned to me. Joe. I did indeed. Uh, you know, it, well, well, it was a combination. That trip uh, to Las Vegas was an interesting moment in my life, a moment where I think if we talk about rock bottoms, that might be the gravel pit of my my bottom, which was Las Vegas. Uh, I lived a very different life. You know, for a long time, I was uh, out in Los Angeles uh, oh, working uh, some of the clubs. I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, the Viper Room. And oh. Um, oh. I was doing some things. I was with some people that were you know, honestly, not right from me, not mm-hmm. right from me at all. And, you know, and I was uh, what they called in, in Hollywood, uh, a fixer, a facilitator. Oh. Uh, if you needed something to be taken care of, uh, human or otherwise, you would give me a call. And that's what I would do. And, you know, and I, and I, and I found myself cleaning up so many people's messes uh, that I was in Las Vegas uh, after we had to uh, deal with a bachelor party gone awry. And I looked at myself in the mirror and, uh, and I just, I, I had a moment where I said, what? What am I doing? What am I doing with my life? And did you and, say that uh, out loud to the mirror? I did. I did oh. indeed. I, I often speak to myself in the mirror. Here's the thing. I love praying, but awesome. I think when you speak to yourself in the mirror, if you speak back to yourself, you don't look like a crazy person because it looks like you're, it looks like someone is responding to you. So I like to talk to myself in the mirror and answer myself so I don't feel so crazy. So if I am talking to myself, I am finding a mirror, a reflective surface. So I just I said, love what that. are you doing? Yeah. And I said, uh, you know, if I... Lord, and I, I, you know, I, I wasn't even religious at this point, but I said, God, if I am on the wrong path, uh, please show me the light. And that was the night I went to go see that uh, uh, Siegfried and Roy show. And that tiger uh, bit off that man's face. And I said, well, if that's not a sign, I should stop. And, you know, that, I was like, I'm, 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 uh, what I was seeing was the tiger coming for me. You know, I need to stop before my face got ripped off. And, that, and that's when I, I, I never went back to Los Angeles. And I got up here and I changed my name. Uh, and I, and I, I moved here to Indianapolis, you know, I'm a big Kurt Gon- uh, Vonnegut fan. So I visited the mural oh, okay. awesome. and, uh, yeah, really, really beautiful. So that's how I got there. So I, you know, I hate to go back, but so when you're speaking to yourself in the mirror and you're saying, you know, Oh Lord, you know, am I on the wrong path? So did you think of yourself when you're saying, Oh Lord, and you're seeing yourself, does that mm-hmm. sometimes get a bit confusing? I mean, I like it in movies when people, you know, exactly what a character is thinking because he's talking in the mirror. That's awesome. Oh, I, I love that. Got- I love uh, the idea of a uh, meta text. And this, I know this because I used to work for uh, Jerry Simpson, and Don Brock. I cleaned a lot, of, a lot of their messes and they would, they would say, we say, we don't need subtext. We need more text. And I am a big fan of text. Save the thinking for your head not for you know the screen i right. need to know what what's going on now i wasn't saying oh lord like and expecting the lord to come to me and now i'll be open to it obviously but i was i was just hoping like someone would send me a sign i you know to me it's maybe the lord will speak through me i don't know uh but i did believe that he you know the lord making that tiger attack that man was a sign the lord said you know what i must sacrifice this one man to save mm-hmm. another man from the awesome. path of, of uh you know wrongdoing oh, yeah. so and speaking of you know mm-hmm. uh tigers chomping and vipers in rooms and, and mm-hmm. all that uh, forgive me if this is too personal a question but if you were to give yourself a animal middle name what would it be because i think like cougar it's not a real biblical animal you know a lion no, it is isn't, because, it isn't. 
yeah, Aslan and um, the, the the lion and witch in the wardrobe. And, you know, there um, maybe a snake is a biblical one because of the Garden of Eden. But I'm trying to think of like, what's a good biblical animal? Maybe a donkey. Well, for me, I, you know, I, you know, I think about biblical animals and I think like when you think about these big things, I talked to you about the idea of cougar being something that might might uh, follow you around in a negative way. For me, I've always seen myself, and this is so clearly, uh, as an ocelot. You oh. know, which is a, a medium-sized spotted wildcat. Um, oh, you know, they okay. normally they normally are about uh, forty to fifty centimeters long, and their shoulders. You know, they're like about eight to fifteen pounds. It's a vicious animal that looks cute, and I think that that's how I've often view myself. I can, I can mix it up, but I, I'm I'm here to be pet on the head. Like an ocelot, it will not cross you if you don't cross it, and that. So that's what I like to think of myself. I, I don't know. I imagine there were ocelots around in in the time of of the Lord. Uh, you know, but I, but that I I always see myself as an ocelot. Now I do want to get into some of these awesome amenities that you're providing for our chips, mm. our you know our Christian important people. But you know, I guess I just had one question since you've worked with so many celebrities and sort of been around that whole lifestyle. I mean, are celebrities just like us? We, no, it, okay, that's absolutely what I, not. Right. No, all right, celebrities are okay. uh, the closest thing in my mind to having a, a godlike figure walk on earth, okay. and that's where I come in. I am going to be the fixer, the facilitator for these very important Christian people who need to, uh, well, let's put it this way. Uh, If you're going to walk on water, you're going to need someone to give you a towel to dry off those feet when you're done with it. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a little towel at the end of it. So I brought a lot of my Hollywood ways here to Indianapolis and 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 I'm starting to, to create a couple things here for that moment when we get our very important people. And right now we do have a, a system uh, which you know, and we've been talking about this, and I don't know how public it is, but the idea being, we have people here that are that are uh, you know chips, but they are easily knocked out if we find another one because we want to keep the we want to keep it small, uh, yeah. but we want to keep it full, mm-hmm. elite, exactly. Mm-hmm. So people know, uh, you know, their membership in the chips is really it's it's donation based. It's uh, it is also where you stand in the community. You know, it, it, there's a couple factors that we keep in, and we but it's not a permanent assignment. You could be kicked out just like Judas. You could uh-huh. be like just knocked out. You know, Judas was in there. People forget that Judas was part of that team. You know, uh-huh. uh, but we often you know, but he did not hold his end of the bargain, and so that's what we have to do. Uh, you know, same thing. Uh, you know, so we just are trying to cultivate that, and we're trying to do that and make it really fun for people to have one on one church sessions. We want to make sure that if they come here, uh, they find parking right up front. You know, we mm-hmm. have a. Uh, handicap spots uh, that are disguised. Well, they look like handicap spots, but I press a button on the back and we flip it around and that becomes a chip spot. Uh, you know, awesome. we also, you know, we, uh, as far as, you know, a lot of times when you're getting your services, your communion, that's not filling for a lot of the the chips, you know, we so we'll give them more. We'll give them a bottle. We'll give them a loaf. I saw that you had a salmon bagel on there last week too for the mm-hmm. early service. That was, that was awesome. nice. Well, because the idea is this, um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these other, you know, poor churches, they're, you know, they're getting their wafers and it's like, what am I eating here? It's not even, it's, it's it's, I'm, it's I'm eating there. I mean, yeah. yeah, flavorless. And and uh, and uh, and the idea wasn't that uh, Jesus was giving people flavorless pieces of Melba toast. No, no, he was he was feeding them a, a meal. You know, so when we talk about you know multiplying the fish, well, what's fish? Locks. You know, See? and what's loaves of bread? Bagels. Right. Yep. and bagels. So we kind of like that's and that to me also is catering back to my celebrity ways. You know, I talk to uh, a lot of different people and I have connections with uh, bagel manufacturers and we have a whole pH balancing that we're working on in the back right now. We're going to get New York City style bagels coming out of here. And that's going to be, again, just for chips. But come the holiday time, you could order them once a year. 
Now, I I do want to bring up the issue that happened, I think it was last weekend, but Mm -hmm. I'm not sure who the chip was that you were Mm -hmm. escorting through the corridors underneath the church to get them up to services in the main auditorium. But I did see, um, as I was leaving, a whole slew of security had tackled someone and was just Mm -hmm. really giving them the business. I was just wondering what was the story there. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, obviously, like I said, we are right now in in the process of making sure that our celebrities are treated with uh, uh, a lot of respect. We want to make sure that celebrities tell other celebrities to come to this church. And, you know, we were making a play for a lovely actor. Uh, his name is Abraham Ben Ruby. You know, he was on ER. He played oh, Jerry on ER. Ooh, he was uh, Larry Kubiak on Parker Lewis Can't Lose. He was Dennis oh, wow. and Without a Paddle. Uh, you know, he's been in Robot Chick. And he, he'd been a lot of different things. And we knew he was a local guy. And we said, well, we'd love to bring you out here and show you, show you everything. And we started to show him the thing. Now... What we didn't expect was, obviously, he's made some enemies in his time. We saw something that felt like it could have been an attack on Mr. Ben Ruby. Uh, so I sent in my team, and these are uh, two elite uh, UFC fighters, retired. But they uh, they took down, quite violently, as a matter of fact, they broke uh, the legs of the person who was trying to approach Mr. Ben Ruby. We thought it was an act of violence. It turned out uh, that person was lost and was simply confused. That's, again... I beg for forgiveness instead of, uh, you know, the the phrase I always use is I'd rather uh, beg for uh, uh, forgiveness than ask for permission. Mm. And uh, and, and in that moment, we did, I did unleash them. I I was trying to make sure Mr. Ben Ruby was not interrupted for the services. And yeah, we did take down one of the members. Uh, We will send an edible arrangements and we'll make sure that that person is uh, is healing up good. Oh, that's oh, wow. awesome. I mean, every job comes with its challenges. And I can imagine mm-hmm. if you're having to even replace celebrities, what do you say? Do you go to a melon camp and go, sorry, buddy, but Harry Styles just showed up. You're bumped. Or, you well, know- you got to. And that's and that's the, that is the doggy dog world of chips and VIPs and chips are the same thing, which is. Harry Styles is going to trump a John Mellencamp, you know, uh, an Abraham Ben Ruby might trump a Joyce DeWitt, you know, but it is all about just making sure that we are, uh, I'm uh, for me, I'm a, I call myself a culture vulture. I watch all the shows. I watch candy on Hulu. I watched, uh, you know, all the shows I'm, I'm all caught up, but you know, if Millie Bobby Brown wants to come in here, well, God. Right. Well, excuse me, I'm watching my mouth. I'm so sorry. I thought, I'm going to bump Millie Bobby Brown, uh, you know, for someone who's on, uh, you know, for a Peacock show, for uh-huh. example, right. you know, yep. and that's and that's the thing. Now, if you get like two stars from Stranger Things, you got like a Galen Matarazzo. Uh, well, that's going to be somebody that I'm going to also have to then I'm going to have to balance. All right. Well, what's the screen time like for these people? Uh, you know, so I, I, that's a that's a that's a thing that I make in my head on the fly. Uh, just kind of who gets in, who gets out, you know, mm-hmm. who gets to go past the velvet ropes. And I don't mean to tell you your job, but I think if an NBA pacer shows up, they should bump anybody because they're going to be so tall down in the VIP section that everyone in the auditorium can see a pacer because he's going to be seven foot tall. Uh, believe me, I agree with this. Uh, and this has been something that I, you know, for me has been very interesting to do because what I love about the NBA players when they come, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, Buddy Heald or Tyrese Halliburton, what we can do is we can attribute every win that they make from uh from coming to to, to service you know yeah. so we what we do is we have like a win lose chart we have that uh, newsletter to see like what people are up to but this is also like all right well how's the indiana pacers record what's going on here uh-huh. now for example you know we you know if someone gets fired well maybe they didn't go to church enough i don't know you know so we'll see I love going on like IMDb and seeing like people's IMDb score, you know, and it's mm-hmm. basically kind of what you guys are doing is just like, yeah, hey, buddy, I'm sorry, you, you've you've dropped, you're out of here. We've got to get somebody, you know, more well known like um, Ben uh, Ben Ab- Ben Ruby. Abraham Ben Ruby. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you this, sure I'll tell you this much. Him, you know, yeah. the IMDb star meter. If you're not familiar, is like you said, it is a uh, a fluctuating graph that shows you who is hot 
and who is awesome. not. Oh. And uh, and I think, you know, God has to have that same kind of star meter. You know, it's a follower meter. Who is doing the Lord's work? Now, how can I how can I goose that? Now, I worked in a time in Hollywood where there was no IMDb star meter. It was more about when you got in the trades or what you did. And, you know, okay. the idea is like, you know, if you can stay in the trades, good or bad, it's better for business. So what I like to do is say God has picked people. Now, if you can donate, you're going to go higher on that list. If you go over to the water park, if you, uh, you maybe have a casual photo op at the Chick-fil-A, you're going to go higher up on, uh, the GIDB, you know, this is a, so this is kind of his, you know, Jesus IMDB, uh, star meter, you know, it's sort of his follower meter. I love that. That is so cool. And Raleigh, how are you supposed to act around celebrities? Because the one time I was passing you and the fridge, uh, Super Bowl Shuffle, uh, Chicago Bear, the yes, fridge, yes, uh, back in him. the green room, I just said, the fridge. And you looked at me and you said, don't say anything. I gave you a look that um, I, I always call it. Uh, I don't know if uh, if we'll ever speak again. That's a look that I gave you. The yeah, look of, I saw that. Yeah. Intimidation, fear and extreme disappointment. And I didn't know if it was because he doesn't go by fridge anymore or if you're just not supposed to talk to famos. Well, I'll give you a couple rules. Uh, first of all, the, the idea is you aren't supposed to talk to anyone until they speak to you. The only thing you can oh. say, uh, first of all, there's a misnomer, right? Don't look a celebrity in the eye. Well, that's, oh, that right. is ridiculous. That's, that is an impossible task. What you need to do is you need to look at them in the eye and acknowledge them silently okay. and then go about your business. So I go, I know this is an audio medium, but I will uh, make eye contact and be like, I see you, okay. you see me, and I move on. I okay. acknowledge your presence, but I'm not going to interact with you. I always say keep, you know, COVID rules really helped us in this because uh, a six-foot difference is what I've always said. You keep a six-foot difference, you know, in a circle, draw a circle around the person six feet, stay away from them at six feet. Uh, and what I always like to do is if you're going to interact with a celebrity, um, you need to do doing your research. So, for example, you said Refrigerator Perry. William Refrigerator Perry, we love, we love him, right? We know he's a very special person. But here's the thing. Everyone knows that he was a defensive tackle. He, you know, he was with the Chicago Bears, right? But what don't you know? So what I would recommend is whenever you see a celebrity, you do some deep dive, and I call it a deep Google, okay. all right? And you kind of find something interesting about their uh, their life, right? Okay. So you, you, you start to like look around and go, okay, hey, Fridge, um, I really got to tell you, I was so surprised that you lost celebrity boxing against Manute Bowl back in 20 uh, 2002. Oh, wow. Now that's something he's never spoken about uh, and he's going to sure be immediately engaged. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. You see, yeah. you want to engage them in a way where they don't feel like they've talked like, "Oh, Fridge, tell me about the Super Bowl shuffle." Oh my gosh, she's sick and tired of that. "Oh, Fridge, tell me about, you know, uh, you know when you were a GI Joe." Oh, I'm I'm bored. I'm bored with that, right? But if you do say, "Oh my gosh, Fridge, in 1986 when you starred as in an episode of the A-Team with Hulk Hogan, that must have been a real interesting time." Tell me some stories from the that they'd be like, oh my gosh, that's something you have to find a very specific thing uh, to engage them on. And that I feel like is the, the secret, but you're doing that from a six foot difference. And then when they answer your question, you say, thank you, uh, sir, ma'am. Uh, and then you walk away. Okay. You know, it's so funny you bringing this up because, and I hate to bring back, um, you know, the Siegfried and Roy thing, but mm -hmm. what you're saying, I, you know, I watched the whole documentary about that and uh, what you're saying about making eye contact and establishing the perimeter. I mean, these are all things that I remember those guys saying when they were working with Tigers. Oh, well, I believe that we are all working with tigers uh, in life, right? Yeah. Right. We are uh, always working with the with something that can hurt us. And whether that is our pride, our envy, you know, whether it's our sins, anything that we have. And then there, there are physical things too, you know, monster trucks or, you know, speedboats, high cholesterol diets, all those things can kill us. So we have to always 
treat everything with respect. I don't know if that answers your question as much as it says, I, I treat my life as if I'm constantly dealing with tigers, knowing uh, that at any moment my face can be ripped off. And so if I treat every person as if my face can be ripped off at any moment, yes, it's going to cause me to act in certain ways. Like when I uh, unfortunately took down uh, Mabel Sinclair, who have both of her legs broken and uh, she is uh, going to be in a little bit traction for a while. But it, I'd rather be a pound of prevention as a worth an ounce of cure. I don't know what that, that phrase was, but I guess, again, I'd rather put the tiger down then give the tiger the benefit of the doubt. I guess that's another yeah. question. Oh, that's great. And I guess a follow-up to that would be, what are those nail marks on your face from a tiger or are those uh, actually from a human lady? Is that uh, claws? Lady? They, they, are, uh, they are claws. Uh, well, my wife will be happy that you said it. They are my wife's. Uh, my wife is, uh, as you know, well, maybe you don't know, has had a tremendous amount of success with uh, doing uh, nails. And she's been oh, doing okay. nails yeah. in the salon here. Yeah. She does very, uh, a Christ imagery on nails. Yes. And each nail, you know, whether you can have the Ten Commandments on your ten fingernails were oh, beautiful it's uh, absolutely stunning but her nails uh one of the things that people love about her is that besides that weirdo in the in the guinness book of world records with the curly nails she has some of the longest nails we've ever seen awesome. and uh and you know we both treat each other like we're tigers and so uh when she thought i was coming at her i was coming out to give her a kiss she thought i was coming out there to attack her and she did uh she did slice up my face and that's my uh, fault okay. for uh lowering my guard around my own wife Oh, is that your wife that's doing uh, nails in his hands nail bar down in the sort of the spa section near the VIP or this, yes, uh, we, the chips it, entrance? It, it, she is doing that uh, two days a week there. Uh, she also has her own shop, but that, that she is coming out and that's her charity work here for the church. She does charge, uh, but a charity because, you know, she's coming here. She's transporting herself and her equipment. Uh, but we are taking back and she always says, I'm taking back nails. I think that we have had this negative uh, opinion about nails and, you know, crucifixions and stuff like that. Well, maybe we could take back the power of the word nails. I think that's amazing, too, that you can, you know, pull up if you're if you're a chip, you can pull mm -hmm. up into the valet, you can walk in and you're basically into a spa experience before you even hit the first service. You can get your nails done. I believe I saw you could do a facial as well. And most people will pull up for services, you know, probably 945 for 10 o'clock service or whatever, you know, you have 15 minutes before to make sure you get your park and make sure you get your seats, make sure you, you're, you know, you get your drinks. What we try to do is create a full chip experience, which is you are greeted um, by a person who are, is wearing horse blinders. They are especially retrofitted horse blinders. So you cannot look someone in the eyes. You can't, so you just, you are looking forward, but you, uh, you know that you are cut off. They will take your car. They will then, uh, that car will then be uh, detailed fully. Oh, uh, and wow. if you want, you know, dents will be taken out. Uh, paint will be redone. Uh, anything like that. We'll be doing it all. We'll charge it up uh, if it's a hybrid or something like that, a Tesla. And then you will be then brought through the red carpet. Well, you know, we call it the, the red seat carpet oh. and uh, you walk into a beautiful spa situation everything every spa service is uh is bible themed oh, you know like oh. i did talk about earlier about walking across water we do have a, a water effect so you get into a a, a cooling pond uh, you know it's like you gotta you walk in there and then the, the seas part and then once you're in the center we then let the water just envelop you you get a nice you know kind of a cool down and then we move you into the next uh the next segment we we kind of we treat it as uh the trials of christ when he was in there for 40 days and 40 nights it's a 40 day 40 night spa treatment each treatment is five to ten minutes long um, uh, and then you have uh, you have traveled the, in the footsteps of Christ, and you're able to leave refreshed. We go to uh, obviously the commissary, but not the commissary that most people go to. This is a special commissary where uh, we have wait staff, uh, maitre d. Uh, everything there on the menu is uh, completely biblical friendly. Things that you might find uh, again. Uh, you know, we, we are going to give you a, a lot of loaves of bread. We're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to turn the water into wine. We have uh, active magicians on staff to do all that sort of stuff. And then uh, about after that, after you're full, after you're thick, you then will go for services. Uh, you have the option of 
uh, watching it on a screen in a room privately so no one can watch you. You can also have a hologram of yourself projected into the church. You can all, it, it, this is a lot of different options that we have. And, or you could just actually sit there uh, and, uh, you know, and, that, and, and that's something that we, uh, we offer to everybody. I love that we've really been focusing the IMAGs on the, C, uh, on the chip section, the special mm-hmm. section, because when you see the, a celebrity come up on the, on the IMAG screen, I mean, it's like, hey, I didn't even pay to go to church this week and I am getting to watch, you know, Ben uh, Vereen. Or what, what was the guy's uh, name? Abraham, like, oh. Abraham Ben Ruby. Yeah, you get to see him on that thing. And we, we do have a special section now we're, we're working on where uh, even if we don't have celebrities there, we are being uh, loading in pictures. So it looks like they are actually there. So we'll have like a live cut to of them. And we are talking, uh, and I, this is something we are going to be pitching in our next meeting to y'all, but we want to involve the Kiss Cam. Uh, we want to start doing that sort of stuff. We want to have a lot more fun competitions and things like that. But the Kiss Cam is going to be something that we are, we're going to have a lot of fun with oh, uh, wow. and, and find different ways to do that. Well, I think when people see celebrities at church, they realize how cool God is. And it's so mm-hmm. important. And I just, I was, I, w- I have a quick question and then a quick role play before we let mm-hmm. you out of here. Uh, one question is, as long as you're six feet from the celebrity, is it okay to just watch them continuously to just sort of stare? I mean, they like attention, right? They're going to like that. As long as you're six feet away, uh, you can do, you can keep your eyes on them. That's something that they're used to feeling. But is once you cross that six feet barrier, that's when you become a threat. You know, I will say this. One of the things I've found is when you're a celebrity, uh, when you're in Hollywood or New York or Atlanta, which is the Hollywood of the South, you have this incredible guilt. Uh, there's, you have done something to get this level of fame. Uh, you've made some deal with the devil. We don't know what that is. You know, you've, you've partaken in certain things. You've, you have uh, hurt someone. We know that that is true. So what we really try to do is we like to isolate that and say, hey, do you want to get rid of that? Do you want to sleep well at night? And that's something that that's why we're getting a lot more of these celebrities in here because we are preying on what I know to be true, which is they are wounded people who want, um, they want a path of, res- you know, the least resistance to get into the kingdom of heaven. Oh, that is awesome. Okay. Uh, I love that. So quick role play and then you give me notes because I Googled. Okay, sure. Uh, absolutely. Whole, in case I got to, t- I like comedy. See, I love yeah. to laugh. And so I Googled wholesome uh, comedy and it came up Louis Anderson. And so I Googled an unknown thing about him. And so uh, tell me if you were walking by with Louis Anderson, uh, well, if he, if he wasn't in heaven. Yeah. And, um, and well, I let's said, not, let's not, let's not just guess, you know, we don't know for sure. Oh, I've never seen I, that church. So, you know, well, we don't know. Well, I, I, I would say, hey, Mr. Anderson, I loved when you did that um, American recreation of the Australian high dive show Splash, and you mm. rolled right off that high dive and then got discombobulated under the water, started swimming in the wrong direction, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar saved you. What was it like to be pulled out of the depths by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I'm going to now freeze you okay. and say that was almost good. That was almost <gasps> oh, good. Thank I, uh, you. I was really impressed with uh, with your specifics. Okay. Um, now I will. But don't say end this. with a question. Because well, puts... well, no, I think you can end with a question. I think. Okay. We, but I think I, what I was having trouble doing was understanding where the question was, and so okay. I want I want to be very, you know, I would be uh, very quick with him, you know. So I would say, you know, something like this, you know, uh, Louis. You know, or but I would know him. So I would call him Louis. And Louis, you have to discern. You know, there are certain celebrities that you call by their first name, and certain oh. celebrities you call by their last name. Oh. Now, I would put Louis on the Louis list, okay, not on name. the Mr. Anderson list. Okay, right. Okay. You know, so for me, or you know, I'd say, uh, you know, if you wanted to ask that splash question, maybe it would be like Louis. Um, what was it like to be rescued by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the hit ABC reality television series Flash? Bam! Like that's it. Okay. You, you 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 familiarized him too much with things that he already knows. So I think you got to cut to what you want. What do you want the answer to? 
Oh, well, I think that is so great. And now, hey, we all know what we'll do when we see John Mellencamp, Abraham Rubio, you know, walking around the halls of Twin Hills. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, not Abraham Rubio. That is Abraham Bam Rubio. I think you're actually, you mentioned uh, the person who's in Human Centipede, which we have uh, have an email out to right now to join us in church, because obviously being involved in that, uh, you know, there's a lot of guilt there. I'm sure he would like to be saved. Raleigh Cheer was played by Paul Shear. Check out his great podcast, How Did This Get Made? and follow him at Paul Shear. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. <laughs>